It's the Pete, Matt and Kimber podcast for ABC Blinds October sale on now. Next 94.5. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, g'day everyone. Uh, Welcome to the podcast. Quite a, quite a good Monday podcast going on here. Mm, well, yeah. there's important superstars in there. Jess Malboy. Yep. She's a big deal. And, She's a uh, big deal. Yeah. Bringing a concert tour over here. Concert Indeed. type tour to, mm. to Perth. Yeah. And the, uh, the fourth host of the show, the, the, the listeners, the Mix fam. Yeah. Um, made quite the appearance this morning. Kid, the stories they said this morning about the grossest things they found in their kids' stuff made me feel uncomfortable. Mm. As some, it should. Well, mm. Kids are weird, aren't they? Mm. <laughs> they yeah. do some weird things. Yeah, they do do some weird things. Mm. I do, can do. tell you, adults also do some weird things. Yeah, yeah, I mm. did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and also, a we got one. Spoke to a bloke who got stood up. Before his wedding. Yes, oh, yes. This is off the back of uh, a woman who got stood up at her wedding. But partied anyway. Yeah. Had it. And good on you, Kaylee Stead. Good on you. Good, good on you, Kaylee Stead. What would Kaylee do? It's a great question. It's a question for life. You know what she would do? What? She'd listen to this podcast. Enjoy. Uh, guys, I made something on the weekend. Well, I created something. Did you? Really? Yeah, it was a creation. Um, and I would say it was probably bordering on being a creation of like penicillin or something of uh, that nature. Moldy. Getting into that area where um, I had a like half a loaf of bread that I've just sort of been taken around in my bag a bit. Like I'd bring it to work, it was frozen, then I unfroze it, and I left it in my bag too long. Then I put it in the work fridge for a couple of days. Yep. Then I took it out of the fridge to take it home. It's done a lot of bad... Had some air miles. It's done yeah, it's had some air miles, and it's done a lot of, like, in and out of various temperatures. Yes, right. It's not good. Yeah. Um, but when we left work on Friday, I just left it in my bag. Thought, just leave it in my work bag and throw it in the bottom of my wardrobe for a little while. Oh, lovely. Right. So when I went to get the said work bag out this morning, oh, I found this delightful couple of slices of bread with mm. all sorts of colours and shapes and different furs and it was really good. Um, and I just thought I've basically put myself in the level of like kids now. Oh, school Because this is how yes. kids yeah. live their lives. Yeah. Like how, when was the last time you went to your bag as a grown adult and went, oh, I didn't know I'd left that mouldy thing in there? Last week. <laughs> yeah, that's because one of the kids has left something yeah, in your yeah, in your man yeah, bag. Yeah, yeah. It's no. so standard for children. I don't we do find this. we find stuff. I don't know if I've mentioned we've got three kids under six. Mm. Uh we find stuff all over the house all the time. I bet. Um but this was an absolute classic. This is the one where uh we'd found out that um our second one, the character, um, decided that she was um going to keep a dead cockroach as a pet. Ah. For a few weeks. Yeah. Um, so just found Rubbish the pet. the hollowed out hut. Well, you don't have to feed it. No. <laughs> That's the great thing about <laughs> no. it. Like just just found it's the not that playful though, is it? Just found the hollowed out husk of this thing in one of her like play cups. I know that feeling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and when we went to throw it out, she lost her mind. Oh really? Yeah, oh, because it really... was a pet that she yeah. was holding on yeah. to. Bless her. Yeah. Bless her cotton <laughs> socks. That's well, how I explain vegetarianism to kids. <laughs> I want to know what's the grossest thing you have found in your kids' stuff. Whether it was their school bag or under their bed or whatever that gross thing is that you found, want to hear all about it. Stick your hand into a bag and it feel warmth and squishiness. Oh. It's not a good sign. It's not their maths homework. <laughs> Spew level yeah. this morning. Spew level, please. Serena in Wanneroo, tell us about this gross thing. Oh, good morning, Pete, Matt and Kimber. Good, good day, <laughs> Serena. Serena. 
Okay. Well, I, I'm not proud of this one, and I really don't want everybody to hear it on Live 94.5. Yeah, but you here do. we go. <laughs> so, I decided over the school holidays, you know, we'll take the kids up to Lansland, do a camping trip, do a bit of fishing. And sure enough, got home after a week, and I went, hmm, what's that strange smell in my car? Uh. Went in the back. And the kids had left the squid, the bait, the bait. in the back of my car. <laughs> Serena. <laughs> that, stuff, mm. that stuff stinks at the time. Yeah, there's like, no magic tree that's ever no. been made that can get that smell out. Oh, <laughs> no. yuck. <laughs> uh, Kristen in Darling Downs, what about you? Hi, guys. How are you? Good. Great. Good. Um, this is sad. Um, when my son was about five, um, he, we lost our cat. We had to get her put down. Oh, um, and he loved this cat like you wouldn't believe. Um, so we came home after she had been put down at the vet. Um, he needed to go to his room just to have some space. I was sitting with my husband out in the lounge room. Um, and he next to his bed, he had a little set of drawers. So socks, um, jocks, and then singlet. Mm-hmm. And what he had done, I found this about three, four days later. He'd taken her last poo. And he'd wrapped it up in his singlet to oh. keep as a, as a treasure. Oh. Like, yeah, the yes. last memory of it. Oh. Oh. Heartbreaking oh. and disgusting at the same time. time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to cry now. It was just, oh, God. Oh. There's nothing that holds a memory like poo. <laughs> oh, Such a um, good story, though. Emma. Hey, Emma. Hi guys, happy Monday. Happy oh, Monday, to you, mate. Emma. What's the grossest thing you found in your kids' stuff? Ah, uh, so uh, this is going back a long time ago. My son was five. I was outside one day cutting my toenails, and about a week later, he had gone out and collected them after I'd cut them, and I'd found them in his room in a jar. He wanted to collect my t- <laughs> cut toenails. All of a sudden, the cat poo's not sounding that weird. <laughs> Now, guys, a um, little bit of discussion floating around the office this morning. Healthy discussion. Healthy discussion. Healthy discussion is good. Um, T-Swizz. Taylor Swift has got a new song out. It's, me, it's called Anti-Hero. You watch the music video and it's got the internet debating a lot this morning and it, mm. it led to a debate amongst us this morning too. Yeah, that song Antihero, the lead single from Swift's new album, Midnights, and she said it's a collection of music that's been written in the middle of the night. It's a journey of sleepless nights from the highs and the lows of her life. Yep. Um, and part of the film clip in it, it's, you know, talking about all the things she's had to wrestle with herself mm-hmm. in life that she's had that she's struggled with. And part of the film clip is Taylor Swift stepping onto the scales to weigh herself and rather than it bringing up a weight, it just says in capital letters, fat. Yes. And the other Taylor Swift version of herself in the film clip is judging her for it. Yes. And lots of people are coming out going, come on, Taylor, of all the things you could have put in your film clip, you didn't need to be fat phobic. You probably didn't need to point out the idea that being fat is the worst thing you could possibly be. So lots of people very upset about it because they're going, Taylor should know better as someone who has come out in the past and spoken very openly about her eating disorders and the things she struggled with. They're going, you could have come up with something better that wasn't just slamming fat people. Well, it is a song about self-loathing and she's clearly making the point that no matter what comes up on those scales, she will feel fat because she's body dysmorphic. Yeah, sure. So that's that's her own internal dialogue that's going on. 
I, you know, and this is what we were talking about. I'm, I'm sorry that that triggered people, but I also have to respect the fact that as an artist, Taylor Swift is telling a story of how she sees the world and how the world affects her. And you either choose to get something out of that or, or not, but it's not about anyone else. It's about her. Yeah, and perhaps. I mean, that's certainly what the lyrics are suggesting, that she's written the song about herself and the things she's dealt with. But, I mean, like someone like Magda Skabansky, for example, she's come out and said, well, it's interesting to her that you are banned from attacking just about every other identity, but except being fat. Why aren't fat people protected from vilification? I think she's used the wrong word there, though, the word attack. Mm, I do. Because I don't think that Taylor Swift in this film clip's not attacking fat people. If she was, if she was attacking fat people, I mean that'd be very obvious. There'd be language, and there'd be a particular type of way that that sort of video clip would come across. Uh, she's clearly having a go at herself. So this is where I think that the entire thing has gotten it wrong. Um, I understand that people are triggered by the use of the word fat. I get that, but uh, the whole use of the word attack. This isn't an attack. This is a. This is her saying. This is the stuff that I've had to deal with. Yeah, and know? I don't think Magda was saying that she feels attacked by, but they're just saying that it's fat phobia. It, it's like putting a negative attitude surrounding being large, that the worst thing that could have possibly happened to Taylor Swift was to step on the scales and find out she was fat. And so it's about going, there are many other words she could have used to describe the feeling, like fat is not a feeling. Mm. So if she's having all these feelings that are leading her to this point, that it didn't need to be fat. So other people were saying, you know, there are other words you could have used, like unworthy, the problem, unlovable, bad, not good enough, broken. Well, and when those people write a song and, and express themselves the way, the way that they see the world, they can use that word. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's an interesting debate because I go, I understand and I totally get your point of view and I, and I don't know where I sit in this, but I go that it is unfair that we go, well, you can't talk about that person that way, but it's okay to bag fat people well, or say that the worst thing ever is to be fat. I don't know we have to be quick fair. here, but there's a lot of alcohol, you know, clearly she's reflecting on alcohol abuse in that clip as well, yeah. but no one's sort of coming out about that. Well, As I'm, if that's well, an yeah, attack but, on people with addiction problems. Well, yeah, sure. Because it's about her. It's not about anyone else. Yeah. Well, I'm offended because she didn't include anything about Italians. <laughs> so cop that. There you go. Swift. Well, there you go. There you go. Yeah. So we're all offended today. Yeah. So We've been in love with this superstar since 2006. And since then, she's done way too much for me to mention here. So I'll let her speak for herself. The one and only Jess Mavoy. Hello. <laughs> Jess, I I'm mean, away. we have spoken to you so many times, Jess. I mean, and you have always owned yourself and stood up for what matters. And we're thrilled that you're bringing the boss lady tour to Perth. Oh, but yeah. what is being a boss lady mm. for you? Oh, being a boss lady for me, I think it's just, you know, like having things together, I think, in my life. And I've you know, I think creating the boss lady kind of spirit and element is, you know, I know what I'm, I, my goal is for the day or for the week or for the year or for the years in the future is kind of, if I, 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 it makes me feel like a boss. Like if I know what it, the kind of basic structure, then uh, I know where I'm going. Mm. Yep. <laughs> That's being a boss. And I think having those things together and um, having mantras and, and stuff like that, that help. Is, um, I guess guide the way. Is yeah. there an element of of wearing a mask of someone who's in control and almost you know faking it till you make it? 
I think there's definitely elements out there in the world, um, you know, that we've, we've grown up in, but I think it really takes, you know, it takes ages to discover who you really are mm. to be able to unmask that. Yeah. You know, you go through life trying to, you know, figure out um, who you are and that's just all the kind of, and it's taken me, you know, quite a long time to figure out even like what kind of artist I am, mm. what kind of music am I making and who's listening to the music. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, continually to learn how to write um, and, and write music and compose and, and, and sing and, and using uh, the different vocal techniques and that I'm only discovering now. So, <laughs> you really committed to finding yourself and doing all of those things, Jess, and it has shown, and I see you, you made your um, husband wait a very long time to be able to marry you, <laughs> um, but yes. you, you finally did it. You went and got married in July. How's the first year <laughs> yes. of married life going? You know what? It feels the same. It's so wild. I think because, you know, we, you know, we got together very young, um, you know, we were friends before that and before you know creating the relationship and um and doing life together so yeah you know it had been 15 years 14 years in the making and then the 15th year we decided okay but I, th- I think it is time I mean, we're so he... risky let's rush in yeah. <laughs> let's just throw <laughs> caution to the wind and get married well, this year yeah well it was so wild because 2018 he proposed I was writing my whole new record. 2019, I released my record and toured at the same time. Uh, and then 2020, 2021 happened. Uh, and so 2022, we said, you know, once we can all reunite with our family, let's do it. I think um, it just it kind of the light bulb, you know, came to, came to and we, we wanted every single person that we love uh, to be there. And, and we made it happen. So. That, yeah, that is a that is a busy schedule. Look, darling, th- it, thank you for crazy. proposing in 2018, but I can't fit you yeah. in until 2022. I'm sorry. There's just no room, darling, no room. <laughs> we can't wait to see yes. you, Jess. Oh, can't wait to be there, guys, and see everyone turn up. So, um, yeah, we're going to have a good time. We're going to have a really good time. Great chatting to you as always, Jess. We'll speak to you soon, and we'll see you in Perth November 3rd at the Perth Concert Hall. Woo-hoo. Cheers, you mum. Thank you. I do my hair so this is the song that is used as the track that underpins probably one of the, um, I'm going to say, go ahead and say, one of the most incredible videos that I've stumbled upon. This story has been doing the rounds for a little bit, but it's only just sort of taken off and gone viral here. Mm. Over the weekend and sort of towards the end of last week, it's about a girl by the name of Kaylee Stead. She's 27. She's from the UK. Oh, okay. Kylie, yeah. Mm. Yeah. You know Kylie. Yeah, Kylie. Right, right. You're right. Well, she wasn't on her wedding day. Oh, what happened? Well, what happened was um, her, about an hour before her, she was uh, meant to go down the aisle, Mm -hmm. her groom disappeared. Oh. oh. Mm. Right. She got a phone call from one of the groomsmen oh. saying, we don't know where he's gone. We can't find him. Our phone calls are going straight to voicemail. Oh, dear. We don't know what's going on here. Now, she wasn't particularly worried at the time. She says in this story that I've been reading that um, it wasn't actually unusual for him where if he experienced mass anxiety or something like that, he'd go for a drive or he'd go for a walk. Or, and she Turn thought, okay. Phone off, yeah. yeah, today's yeah. our wedding day. It's a big day. So yeah. maybe he's just... It's a bit too much for me, so I'm just going to just disappear for a moment. Or for a few years. Yeah, but he didn't come back. No. Um, But, but, go Kaylee, you good thing. Because she kept on with her wedding day. I do my hair. Yep.
just picked another random. You'll do. Highly <laughs> stead, being steadfast. Even better, even more powerful. She just went ahead without picking anyone and just picked herself for the day. She said, I'm going to do me. Did she go through with the service as well, like we did with the celebrant? You can go through the service, like the uh, service and all that sort take of stuff. yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in front of a mirror. Didn't go through with all of that sort of stuff. Sounds like a dream but... ceremony to me. <laughs> <laughs> but she was like, look, we've gone to the effort of like organising a photographer. We've got this massive party planned. The sausage all the rolls food. are hot. Exactly. Because yeah. that's the thing. Like, well, it's, it's months, if not years, of planning your wedding day. All of this stuff is generally booked and paid for in advance. So rather than let it go to waste, she just went ahead with Have the party. She did the her. massive entrance, the groomsmen and the bridal party, they were all there. They came through, they did their entrance, she rocked on in. She did the, they, you know, served the food and had the drinks and had the party. She did, they did do the, the birdie dance? They did, I don't know if they did the birdie dance. No, 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 At the very they least, they did Love sure. Shack. Yeah, 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 they definitely would have done Love yeah. Shack. Do you know, I once met a dude in Perth, a taxi driver, mm. and who told me while we were in, on the drive that he had an, a marriage ready to go through. The wedding was planned. And then his wife said, I'm not interested in following through with it. Don't want to do it. And so pulled out about a week before and they both amicably decided we've paid a lot of money. We've got family coming from overseas. Let's just have a party and a family gathering and have everyone together and we'll just deal with it later. And so not they tell them or they tell them. Oh no, they're up front with yeah, everyone. They said yeah. the wedding's not going ahead, but we're still going to have the reception and they had a very fun time with all of the families and then they went their separate ways. I mean, you can imagine that's great that they were grown up enough to do that, but when they played the birdie dance or love shake, there would have been a tinge of sadness. Oh yeah, as you sure. Tried to dance that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was a lot of booze consumed <laughs> yeah, consumed that yeah, night. Yeah. Can I tell us it out there? Did you get stood up at your wedding? Oh, oh, I want to see how you went. Oh, all right. Did you put on a Kaylee stead? Did you just go through with it? Yeah. Because not only that, generally you've got your honeymoon booked as well. Well, it's it is a primal fear thing, right? I don't know how often it happens, but you know that's certainly what people are scared of happening. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, um, so dramatic. So dramatic. Oh my, it's like live radio or something. It's not easy to do the conversation beforehand, but it's certainly not easy just to not rock up. Stood up at your wedding. Want just one? Okay. Guess what? We got no. one. No. Really? The death. Wow. At the death. At the death. Sean in Divers, what happened, mate? Yeah, get it, guys. Oh, mate, it was about 20 years ago, six weeks before the wedding, and um, she went to a counsellor, and the counsellor said, Oh, if you're anxious and excited, do this, and if you're scared and that, do this. So, well, she decided not to go through with it. Um, oh. So that was that. Um, but then I still had aunties and relatives and that from Australia that were coming over for the wedding. So mm. they ended up coming over. We didn't have. Uh, we didn't. We, we should have actually still used like the, you know, the caterers and that. We didn't. <laughs> but then my aunties are like, oh yeah, you know, I can dress up as the as the bride and we can do that. And I'm like, nah, auntie. Like, no, nah, I'm devastated. I'm not going to forget a mock <laughs> wedding to you. Like, no, nah, terrible idea. <laughs> Where was this taking place, Sean? What was that? Sorry. Where was this taking place? Because you said you had aunties and stuff coming from Australia. So was this an overseas oh, wedding you'd booked? Oh no, no, no. Oh, sorry. I meant from around Australia. So no, right. I was just in Perth, but they were coming from like um, Alice Springs and Adelaide and Queensland and sure. Yeah, it was just. Can, mm. I, can I ask, like, if if she called it off, did you make her call all the rallies to tell them the wedding was off? Oh, to be honest, I can't really remember. I think it was probably I probably called them. Um, but I, again, I was so stupid because she's like, she actually worded it as, oh, I want to have a year off to find right, myself. Right. So I actually, and me being really naive and 23, so I told everyone, 
oh, we're not going through with it. She needs a year off. But what it actually meant was, I don't want to ever be with you ever again, and I want to actually find a different boyfriend. But I didn't, I didn't actually get the clues at the time. So yeah, maybe women um, communicate clearly, please. <laughs> I do my hair. Here we go, Sean. I need a year off to find oh, myself. Sean, okay, it wasn't what I mean. the right fit no, for you. No. We hope you went on and found someone else. Yeah, have things gotten better since, mate? Considering it was twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm married now, I've got a great wife, so yeah, no, it's all good. It's just, yeah, pretty devastated at the time, took quite a few years to get over, but um, yeah, you know, these things happen, so. And I love, and that, that bloody counsellor, I'll shoot her for over fun, but anyway. <laughs> there you go. With words. With words. Yeah, You'll express yeah. your opinion forcefully but politely with, with words. words. Maybe yes. it was the right thing, mm. you know? Yeah. These things, they're sometimes painful, but it might have been the right thing. So true. We'll never know. was the Pete, Matt and Kimber podcast for ABC Blinds October sale on now. Next 94.5.